Hello everybody and welcome to the third episode of Marketing for the Underdog. I'm your host Amanda. I'm just a weird Latina from the West Coast who loves Netflix, wine, and chocolate. My passion is helping people and my purpose is to teach realtors, short-term rental owners, and online business owners how to market their business. Hello everybody. Thank you again for listening. I truly appreciate it. This is part two of how to decide what marketing strategy is best for you. Right now, it is April 2nd, 2020, and I've pretty much been at home for about a week and a half now. I've gone out to get groceries and to go out on a walk in my neighborhood, but that is pretty much it. I've connected with a lot of people in my industry as well as prospective clients from Instagram and LinkedIn. I think right now is a time that I'm just taking to build uh, my relationships online. Um... Anyways, I just wanted to kind of give you that update um, during this crazy time that we are experiencing uh, with the pandemic and everything like that. I just really hope that people listen to this episode right now, though, because it is important to take this time to finesse their business marketing strategies. It's time to revamp your website or social media channels. It's also a time to implement new strategies like a podcast or YouTube channel. If you need help with this, please feel free to reach out. So I will now drive into this part two of how to decide what marketing strategy is best for you. I mentioned in the previous episode about this SEM campaign and how you should use this strategy if you have the budget. The thing is that usually you only run an SEM campaign every once in a while because it is expensive. This type of campaign is usually if you have a promotion or maybe you do have a lot of money, but In the background, I would still run your CRM so you can put those emails in different pipelines like prospects or something. That way you can nurture these clients and hopefully close a deal with them in the long run. The SEM campaign is something that not every business needs to implement and most of them never will. But I think that a lot of people are curious about it. For instance, when I worked at KB Home, we only implemented this type of strategy if we were releasing a brand new community and we wanted people to get excited about it. We would also only do this campaign if we knew by evidence that many of the prospects use their phones and were part of a younger demographic. We would never run an SEM campaign if we were getting prospects' attention already and getting questions about it. I just want to let everybody know about this. Um... Make sure to do your market research as well before implementing this. Um, And so, yeah, I just wanted to give that background. Now, the one marketing strategy that every business needs is content marketing because you need a strategy to get clients to find you. Now, your content marketing strategy will probably change from time to time. During certain parts of the year, your strategy might, you know, change depending on the industry. For instance, I know uh, for real estate agents in the summer, it's usually really busy, so... Um, they'll most likely be posting homes that they closed on or clo- or homes that are for sale. But in the fall and winter, they might be a little bit slower. So you should focus on, they should focus on engagement and inter- interaction with prospective clients. They should post content that will help them help their audience learn how to buy a home and how the process goes. Ideally, Realtors should be engaging um, with posts all throughout the year, but I kind of know how this goes. It's like in cycles, right? Every business has its ups and downs. Um, but yeah, I would ideally, you know, you want to focus on posting engaging content all year long. But I know that in the summer, it might be a little bit harder since you're really busy. 
But that's why you should hire a marketing um, assistant or someone to help you out with that. A marketing freelancer also works too. Anyways, the next strategy that I didn't touch on in the last episode is paid advertising. If you have the budget, then you can definitely put your money towards advertising on Google and Facebook. The thing is, you, you wouldn't solely rely on paid advertising. And also, you need to make sure that if you do paid advertising, that you're fully equipped and um, know your schedule and stuff like that. Because if you want to um, start posting online and do an advertising, then like you need to make sure that you have availability to talk to those clients and you need to make sure that um, you have the time to give them because otherwise it's like, what's the point of posting? Um, this is a great way to launch a campaign though, or decrease in brand awareness. I would definitely make a plan of what the purpose is of creating the ads. Um, and how long do you want to run it? I think a lot of people think it is easy to run ads online, but there are also some people who bash it because they say it doesn't work, but in reality, they are just not using it properly. Um, they either don't do the market research to who they want to target or they don't A-B test um, to find the copy that would reach the audience or, you know, you have to also change images uh, depending, you know, some work better than the other, but how are you going to know unless you test it? Um, with online advertising, the big thing is also retargeting. I think a lot of people um, hear about retargeting, but they might not know what exactly it is. So here's Wikipedia's definition of retargeting. Behavioral retargeting, also known as behavioral remarketing or simply retargeting, is a form of online targeted advertising by which online advertising is targeted to consumers based on their previous interactions. So for instance, if someone goes on your website via a PPC ad and then leaves without purchasing, they could be gone forever. But if you have a retargeting set up, you can continue to advertise to that person until they are ready to buy. I won't go into this too much, um, but I just wanted to let you know about it. So moving on to the third strategy I want to talk about was video marketing. Here are some statistics about video marketing. And by the way, you can look these up on wordstream.com and Google video marketing stats. The first one is 40%. I'm sorry, 45% of people watch more than an hour of Facebook or YouTube videos a week. More video content is uploaded in 30 days than the major U.S. television networks have created in 30 years. Next one, the 25 to 34 age group or millennials watches the most online videos and men spend 40% more time watching videos on the internet than women. I just kind of want to touch on that one really quick actually because um, what was the last time you went on YouTube and you looked at like how to uh, change a tire or how to cook a certain dish? Um, just want to have you think about that for a second um, because a lot of people they're googling instead of googling stuff they're typing in what they would google into youtube that way they can find a video and they could see it in person what they need to do or information that they want to know about so take that into consideration um your own like behavior consumer behavior and how you can affect your client's behavior um 
with these statistics, I would commit to at least, you know, posting one or two quality videos on a YouTube channel or Instagram page to increase your awareness. Um, for me personally, I try, I was doing on LinkedIn posting videos every day, but I noticed that kind of um, burned me out a little bit. So I now want to focus, you know, mostly on uploading one or two really good videos online. Um, just because I think that that shows more of, um, uh, I would prefer doing quality over quantity just because when you have too much, you might get burned out, like I said. So that's just something to take in consideration. I think some people will ask why I didn't talk about websites as part of a marketing strategy. And the reason why is because I think website is basically a tool. It's kind of like a flyer. It isn't something to get clients really as much as it is to showcase what you do. I think you should definitely invest in your website updates like layout and copy because I think you shouldn't re- relay you you should relay that information to your clients in an easy way. It's kind of like a portfolio um you know but I just think overall a website is like a flyer but I do think it is important in this day and age. Um, everyone is online and they're looking you up, um, you know, so I think that you should definitely have a website, but it's not as, um, I wouldn't solely, um, focus on like getting leads to get on your website and stuff like that. Um, but I would definitely say that it's good to have a website with the stuff that you do, the photos, um, what you're familiar with. And also, um, you know, just for them to get an insight about you. Um, not to say that you can't get leads on your website, because you definitely can, but I just want to do like a little disclaimer that I kind of see it more as like a flyer of what you do and stuff. Alrighty, well, that's all I have for you today. Please remember I do offer marketing and branding services and one-on-one coaching program. So if you want to chat about the best marketing strategy for you or if you need an audit, I can definitely do this for you. Make sure to schedule a time to talk to me or you can message me on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I'll try to reply fast. Thank you and have a great day. Marketing for the Underdog is a bi-weekly podcast where I will discuss marketing tips and strategies, finances, self-development, and interesting stories about current events. I will also interview business owners to find out what marketing strategy worked for them. Find me on Instagram at AmandaMelissaCoach and Facebook it's AmandaMelissa-MarketingCoach. LinkedIn it's Amanda-Flores. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on any podcast app. Thank you.